Welcome to episode 223 of the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast. This show was recorded on Wednesday, August the 7th, 2019. The Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast is brought to you by Jensen USA, where you'll always find a great selection of products at amazing prices with unparalleled customer service. For more information, just go to jensenusa.com slash the spokesman. Hey everybody, it's David from the Fredcast Cycling Podcast at www.thefredcast.com. I'm one of the hosts and producers of the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast. For show notes, links, and all sorts of other information, please visit our website at www.the-spokesmen.com. And now, here are the Spokesmen. Hi there, I'm Carlton Reed, and recently I've brought you shows from Sweden and from Idaho in America. But for today's dose of The Spokesman, I've stayed rather close to home, yet still managed to visit what I think is probably Britain's best cycleway. This is inside a tube buried in the silt of the River Tyne near my home in Newcastle. The Tyne Pedestrian and Cyclist Tunnels are in two separate tubes and were sunk into the river 68 years ago. In 2013, the Grade 2 listed tunnels were closed for refurbishment, cutting off a vital transport link for Tynesiders, many of whom have been champing at the bit waiting for the tunnels to reopen. Back in March, I wrote a thumping great article on the refurbishment for Forbes.com after I was given early access to the tunnels. They were meant to reopen a few weeks after that, but the ribbon-cutting ceremony kept on getting knocked back. Well, today the tunnels were finally reopened, and I rode across there with my tape recorder and my trusty drone to capture some audio and video footage of the day's events. The video is online already, and on today's show, I speak with three people. The project manager of the refurbishment, a representative from route building charity Sustrans, and a Ridley riding roadie who cycled in the tunnel as a tot in 1953 or so. I am Stuart Turnbull, and I'm the project manager for the Tyne Pedestrian Cycle Tunnel. And Stuart, you just told me that this is a labour of love. And I, I agree, it's a fantastic uh, job you, you've done here. How long have, have you been on site and how long have the people been on site, if maybe that's different? Yes, it is different. Um, myself and my team came to site in uh, April 2015 after GB Building Solutions, who was the original main contractor, went into administration. So we were asked if we could come and step in and, and see whether it would be possible to take over the project. The project itself started um, in May 2013, so we've just come past six years that the tunnels have actually been closed. And that's six years of doing what? I mean, there was asbestos in here. There was an awful lot that people got surprised at what was here, and that's why the, the estimate went up, that's why the costs went up. The ETA went up. Everything just went different. Yeah, absolutely, and, and, and there is. And I mean, you know, the, the initial assessment, we, we knew there was asbestos in here. Uh, we knew that there was some structural deterioration, but because it's a listed building, you're limited to how much you can destroy before you start work. Unfortunately, we, we nobody anticipated a the amount of asbestos, the the amount of contamination that would cause, um, the this the amount of deterioration once we started lifting structures, taking off tiles. 
the water ingress was much more significant. So everything just escalated from, from that point. So this is probably quite echoey on the on the tape here because we are under the tyne at the moment and there are two tunnels here so you, you people tend to say you know the cyclists tunnel or the pedestrians tunnel but of course it's it's tunnels it's plural yeah. so just describe what we're looking at here now we are we are where are we now right right so we're stood now just near the portal of the pedestrian tunnel so we're in the pedestrian tunnel and it's ever so slightly smaller diameter than the cycle tunnel so they made it slightly bigger for the for the cyclists but not hugely noticeable and and what you're looking down is where we're stood looking towards uh, jarrow we're looking at a, a steep slope here so yeah, it goes absolutely. it goes down it goes down comes yeah. out and then out climbs, and come, out again. climbs back out yeah and there's there's a couple of engineering reasons for that they have to follow the the strata and that when the best route through but also for um for the for the drainage because the tunnels leak water even when they're brand new so you have to manage the drainage so so that incline gets us down to a sump where the water is then pumped out up to the surface as well so there's an engineering need for it uh, too we've got about half an hour before people are allowed in so this is a sixth first time in six years people are allowed yeah. to come in so i'm guessing there's not going to be hordes coming through but this in its day in, the, in its peak so it was built in 1951 yeah. in, in like i think in the 1960s it was 20,000 people a day what are you projecting for people coming through walking and cycling do you have I, any idea I, we've all discussed this uh, and obviously there's been we know there's a lot of interest because whenever there's anything released about it, we get a lot of commentary. There's been a lot of interest about it today, the, the, the amount of press that have come to see the opening. We know there's interest there. Um, we really just don't know. I mean, we could be looking at dozens, we could be looking at hundreds, we could be at the thousands, certainly maybe in the, next, the first three or four weeks. We purposely wanted to try and get it back open because there's some holidays as well, because we thought there's a chance that families will be off they want to bring the children down and and i know and i've been telling people that i've been involved in this project a lot of people don't even know the project there's a tunnel here that did that they know about the traffic tunnel they've all driven through it but a lot of people didn't know so i hope these kind of events and, and the coverage going forward will really put it back on the agenda and people can come and see this fantastic which is an industrial heritage asset for the northeast industrial heritage it was done really, really well back in, in in the day the 1950s and I still describe this as probably, we're actually in the pedestrian tunnel, in the pedestrian tunnel now, but of course next to us is the slightly wider, as you say, cyclist tunnel. I still describe that as probably Britain's best cycle infrastructure, even though it you know, was built in 1951. But it's an incredibly impressive infrastructure back then even it, and yeah, still today certainly back then it was and i mean it was it seemed it was the, this was the first dual purpose pedestrian and cycle tunnel there'd been lots of pedestrian tunnels prior to that it was the first time they'd done a dual purpose one so it was quite significant in its, its time as well and and yes we do we just we haven't spent all this time to do this we just want to see it used we want people to enjoy it we want people to put it on their bike to work routes and 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 bring families down make it part of a route from your castle quayside down through the tunnel and back again we want people to enjoy it and use it so when it was built it was for the shipyards on on both sides of the river the shipyards are long gone um and now this is mostly you think can be used for leisure or do you envisage people using this you know at three in the morning to get to to work at four how how do you think it's going to be used potentially i mean again when it's been closed for so long we we don't we don't actually know but what we do know is that we've we've run a shuttle bus so there's still been a means to cross the time whether on on foot or or, or on a bicycle and and whilst not thousands of people it has been regularly used and, and 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 the peak times mornings in 
in tea time we get um, commuters who are doing it and some some slightly outside of that um, but then we do get a lot of leisure cyclists as well so um, you're right I mean we haven't got the same industry on the, on the banks of the Tyne as we did but I also think things like cycling have got a, a bigger profile now even probably in the last six years things like the Tour de France and that coming to the UK and, and I guess it's, it's part of the work that once once I've finished the, the purely technical building construction side of it that that will be picked up as well and promoted I mean we've got Sustrans here today and, and they're very keen to get that promoted again on their cycle networks and that. so so it's that kind of coverage that we want to, to say hey if you don't know about it this is what's here if you do come down you're in for a treat because it is quite unique um, and as I say make it part of um, a leisurely ride at the weekend with a family. Now the Italian lifts, the, the, lift, the inclined lifts yep. aren't working yet, yep. when, when are they going to be working? Because they look pretty trendy these glass Absolutely. These glass lifts but they're not working. No and unfortunately that's the biggest disappointment but we, we made a measured decision um, that we have been working, we have had them operational but it's just the testing commissioning part of it and the Italians uh, have just been struggling to get that final bit right and unfortunately um, Italy shuts down for most of August it's a, it's a national holiday and we were told in, in July if they're not ready by then we'll, we'll be off site for most of August so as you can see all the other construction work is finished we had the decision do we wait and, and post another two month delay or do we just get it open and, and I think the whole team said no let's get it open um, and, and, and let people share, share it and see it again as it is so I think it's the right decision personally, I would say that, but I think it's the right decision to, to open it and get people to, to look and, and see what it's about. I am Jonah Morris, I'm the Partnerships Manager for Sustrans. So we have got, on, on, just on the outside here, we've got the Hadrian Cycleway. We have. We've so got... what, what kind of infrastructure have you got around the tunnel? Uh, so going south it links through to NCN 14, which will take you down to Darlington. Um, coming north, it links to 72, so Hadrian Cycle Way, which goes coast to coast, and also National Cycle Network Route 1 as well, so Dover to Shetland Isles, under the river. Um, you've currently got an over-river option with the ferry, but you've now got over and under options. So it's been quite a major dislocation for the past six years, not having the tunnel through, because yes, you can go across on the ferry, but it is does take long it's very nice on the ferry but this is just you're cycling through it's a fantastic bit of infrastructure so this is going to be a key uh, missing link in effect it is yes um and you know every piece of research shows that people want segregated infrastructure as well and what better example of segregated infrastructure that you are not only segregated from cars you are also segregated from pedestrians because they have their own tunnel as well yeah because like in antwerp they've got a tunnel similar to this but it's a cyclists and pedestrians and you're actually next to each other yes. cycling and walking along whereas this you are totally yes uh, separate yeah. from each other i think uh, people might need to watch their speed though because with the incline you do get up quite a speed going down um, and whilst it's nice and wide you won't necessarily see someone coming the other side at the same speed. But, um, yeah, I'm sure those issues will work themselves out. So uh, what kind of usage do you envisage here? If you've, I, mean, I know um, you do monitoring on the cycle network um, of how many people come through. What do you envisage happening here with this missing link now being no longer missing? Um, I think it'll be... Um, key for commuters um, as well as leisure cyclists you know I've, I live north of the river I've got a lot of friends who live north of the river but work south of the river so currently I've got to take either the ferry or the bus transfer um, so ha to have this open 
eventually 24 hours a day you know people working on night shifts out of the river it'll be key for them as well as well as for leisure cyclists doing long distance journeys either doing all of Hadrian's or all of the North Sea cycle route um, which will form part of this as well. Those coming over um, from Imauden through to North Shields on DFDS ferry to get onto this to get you get you south of the river straight away um, I mean what better advert can it be for the northeast than to have something like this so what are sustrans going to be doing apart from your presence here of course jonah what are you going to be doing uh, so we'll be promoting it through our website um, people have been notified that it's been closed for the past six years so we will be writing a piece to let people know that it's open um, we're also supporting particularly north Tyneside council who've got transforming cities funding to do some off-road um infrastructure improvements on the north side as well and working with South Tyneside on links through uh, south of the river as well so I think the key for us will be working with the local authorities to make sure that infrastructure on either side is to the best it can possibly be to then allow the tunnel to um, get its maximum usage. I am Peter Calbun but I've come down for the opening and, uh, and to fly the colours and be one of the first people uh, through the tunnel and be part of the uh, experience. But you, you've been here I mean, six years ago when it closed for refurbishment. You used to come before that? Oh, yes, yeah, many times uh, throughout my life, uh, but more recently with, uh, with the NTO uh, Cycle Club. Uh, fabulous for getting across, and it's an experience. Is this going to be like a route for the club, then, to come, come through and get across the river? It's definitely on our um, list of rides. Uh, there's a, list, there's a, a route coming through here this Sunday, uh, so we're, um, we're looking forward to that. And, and where are you going to go from here? You get into Jarrow and then where from Jarrow? Well, we haven't decided that yet, but it's, uh, the route does involve here. And, and how many people are in the club? Um, it was in the region of about 400, and we like to promote safety. And when we um, wear our um, uh, uniform, our, our jersey, we like to show um, what cyclists can behave like and would like to be a good example to um, the cycling community and get motors back on our side. That's uh, very laudable. Uh, now, I, miss, I heard you uh, before, when, when this is why I'm, I'm, I caught you, saying, was it your father or your brother had the bends on this, who worked on this? My, my stepfather actually worked on here uh, back in the day, and the, um, the, the river was held back by compressed air. And so it was a bit like diving. You had to um, uh, go down and come back at a certain rate. And suffering from the bends was um, quite common. And he, he suffered uh, with that. Uh, so that was 19, well, 1950, 1951 when it was built? Yes. The whole area used, used the tunnel. Um, when it was first built, uh, going across the, 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 the river was aided by this and the workers. You, would, you wouldn't be able to get uh, room, uh, get space on here. It was, um, but now that they've built the um, the, the time tunnel uh, with with traffic, obviously this is um, not uh, what it used to be. So, if you don't mind me asking you, how old are you? I'm seventy. So you would have remembered this. You've been you've been in this for seventy years, and you've been you've been coming potentially down here quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. If 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 my first bike. Uh, I, it was too heavy for me and I couldn't hold it and had to be rescued by a fellow um, uh, traveller who uh, came to my rescue big time. I was absolutely in floods of tears, crying for help and uh, 
he was my hero and was that on the escalator on or the escalator right. yes uh, the people i was with were were further up my brother and his friends were uh unable to get down because they had their own bikes so that's a memory that i hold dear and and that would have been when roughly oh 65 years ago maybe 67 years ago right no 64 60, 64 years yeah so that's your first memory of of using it because it was quite it sounds like right. a traumatic experience in fact there's little kids there now using it there and was, we can yeah, see yeah. we are right now seeing little kids probably of your age back then yeah. using it again going down a lift now of course uh, and then how did you use it in subsequent years um not a great deal because of the the alternatives um and i'm only been into cycling for the last um, three years, haven't haven't joined a club, and it's been uh, yeah, it's been very um, very rewarding. Well, I'm looking down at your bike now. You've got a very very nice Ridley. I think I've earned it. I've <laughs> I've rewarded myself with the amount of time and effort I've put in, and um, it was time for a new bike. And how old is it? Because it looks brand spanking new to me. A few few months old. Yes, it's uh-huh. uh, it's, it's very nice. And you're going to be using it this weekend for coming on this 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 ride. So this would be the bike that you would use on the yes. on the NTR yeah, yeah. On NTR rides, yeah. A lot of the uh, the club members have been down to ride London, and uh, we did our own um, uh, 100 mile uh, ride. So there'll be some sore legs, but I'm sure this Sunday there'll be quite a few people down here. Thanks to today's guests. And thank you for listening to the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast. Show notes and more can be found on the-spokesmen.com. Now, you may remember I told you about the virtual Velo City podcasts I recorded with fellow journalist Laura Laker in Dublin in June. These were originally sent out only to Kickstarter backers, but I'm pleased to report they are now free to all, thanks to sponsorship from the Dutch Cycling Embassy. Search for Virtual Velo Dash City on iTunes, Spotify and other places where you may get your podcasts. I've uploaded three shows so far, with another nine to be published weekly. And there will be another episode from The Spokesman real soon. Meanwhile, get out there and ride.